Hello, and welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I am your host, Terrain Myers. I'm joined by my co-host, Katrina Myers. Katrina, how are you? All right, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. It's the new voice I'm trying, I think. Stop. What'd you... <laughs> I just thought it would be good. It's like Stop. a, but it's like a radio voice. This isn't the radio. This is sort of the radio. This is the online radio. No, it's not. Do you? Okay. Um, <laughs> how are you today? What did you get done that you're happy about? Ah, uh, you what know. What are you looking forward to? Basement shit. Whatever. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> Boring basement shit. Um, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Mavs lost by one. In a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. I, I questioned the last play call. Like It was very questionable. It was super questionable. It's almost like Jason Kidd doesn't know what the fuck he's doing out there. I don't know what I'm doing. And I thought it was very questionable. <laughs> I was watching that and I'm like, what are we even, what's happening? Like, it seemed like we were uh, bringing the ball up and then going, what's the hardest shot we could get <laughs> to mm-hmm. potentially win this game? We're down 199. <laughs> We are, we have 11 seconds. We could seconds. just go for like a contested lay-in. This like. is 11 seconds. What's the most difficult shot we can find on the court? Like, like, don't you think if they, like, what was it, Brunson who had the yeah. ball? If he would have just went in for a layup. Penetrate. He probably would have got fouled, right? Like, they wouldn't just let him go for a layup. I don't know if they, I honestly With don't. Their, when they're down by two, or down by, or when they're up by one, they wouldn't have let him just go for a layup. I would argue they would. Not uh, sorry. Let me let me rephrase. I would argue that they wouldn't let him. I uh, we're if the, at the end of the game, fouls get called less, so it's possible that he would get a body on him and they might not call it. But you you fucking you you take that risk. It's better than like a deep three. It's better than like <laughs> kicking it out to fucking Dinwiddie in a weird spot and giving him almost no time to throw the ball at. The hoop. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this wasn't like, like I mean, I, I just it was stupid, and I'm upset, and that energy is gonna bleed into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, everybody who uh, knows about uh, the NBA playoffs, uh, just that's what this is. You guys know, people who are listening to this who were like, "What the? F- I don't know what you're talking about." Just know that. My favorite basketball team lost a game that they definitely should have won, and I am upset about it, and I was mad. And this drinking wasn't, like, uh, jubilant drinking now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've had some some, uh, drinks – not to prepare for the podcast, obviously, but now like as like a as like a coping mechanism for losing that game rather than a celebratory drink for winning that game. Right. So that's what the energy is. For sure. That's what the energy is about. Um, and I'm um, forcing uh, Katrina to be on this ride with me, this emotional basketball ride with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> um, now that the playoffs have started, it's basketball every fucking night in this house. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so and much. And you talk at me about it all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun to oh, like, because cool. I'm like, I really want to have, I really want to talk to I some. I really want to talk. I like, I feel bad. <laughs> I do. It's just like. I can tell how much you want to talk about it. I really do. It's similar to like, you know how children are really excited about like a, a fucking rainbow that they drew. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look at how good this rainbow is. And like, 
adults have to be like, yeah, Jimmy, that's great. <laughs> and like have to like listen to them or just like listen to them talk about their day. Yeah. Like no offense to anybody who has kids, but like your kids stories are fucking stupid and they're not like interesting. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like what I'm talking to you about what I'm doing in the basement. I'm interested because I live here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually like that's a bad example because i'm pretty invested in what's happening down there <laughs> um it's like when you would talk to it's like if you were to talk to me about like a television show that i don't watch or care mm -hmm. about like well usually when i tell you stories about my television shows they're very interesting because they're trash because they're trash ridiculous <laughs> television and shows it's, and it's i only so tell funny. you about the most ridiculous i things. love hearing about the television show 911. Mm -hmm. I don't need to watch you know 911 no, no. or 911 Lone Star. 911 Lone Star, Lone Star <laughs> is apparently the crazy shit. Isn't 911 Lone Star is just a parody of 911 at this point, right? Like it's just like we can take the crazy things that you do and and just do like a billion like notch ratchet it up to 5 million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> but yeah, so um long story short uh, my partner has to listen to me talk to basketball, talk about basketball at her, and she pities me, so she'll ask <laughs> it to happen. So if you like basketball <laughs> and want to save her some time <laughs> and some and some emotional bandwidth, I'd love I'd love to talk to you about it. <laughs> um, do you want to get into the show? Yeah. Um, we don't have a news flight uh, this week. Because we have like three full, full-ish topics. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to go without mentioning. Um, there's a, <laughs> this is gonna be not cool of me to do, but there's a lot of talk about like reports saying that Diane Feinstein like has is is dealing with you know she's in she's very old. And there are a lot of reports saying, like, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't remember conversations she is having at the time. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't remember, you know, like, like, like what's like, she doesn't remember where she is and, and who specific people are. And that's and that's very difficult. And I'm like, you know, that's really, really bad. And then, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene seems to have that same sort of issue <laughs> when she's in a court talking about mm -hmm. things that she said, mm -hmm. even when they play them for her. And they're like, you said this, right? And she's like, I don't remember when I said this. And they're like, no, 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 no. Look, I'm showing you that you said it. And she's like, I don't know if I said that. <laughs> she's like, I guess this CNN article says that I said it, but I don't remember saying it. And they're like, no, you fuck. <laughs> um, so I just want everyone to know, like, you can be young and old and have these same issues. <laughs> and I think that's very important to know. Wow, Terrain. Well, <laughs> Was that not cool? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that was cool. Okay. It's right. funny. It's... I don't know if it's cool. It might not be cool, but it's it's pretty funny. Um, let's go into our main story. Like, let's go into our stories for mm -hmm. the day. So, um, there was a Democratic debate for um uh the three leading candidates for U.S. Senate. Um, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. Are there? Did the rest of them? Are there still other candidates? I think there are. I think there's at least one other candidate. Okay. I don't know. I, I know some have dropped out. I, I kind of assumed the rest had at this point. <laughs> Unlike the Republicans. The Republicans are like, we all should We're be. still in it. 
We, give, give us a give us a debate. Give us a loser debate. <laughs> give us a give us a debate. It's, the governors, especially it's four of us, <laughs> four of us at this weird debate that no one wants to watch or go to. Except Durian. <laughs> Except me. Um, there's one. According to this, there is still one candidate. Um, that is um on, that is still active. Mm-hmm. Um, but the top three are the top three. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, so anyway, but, I, this isn't on the outline, but before we get into the debate, did you want to mention the circus episode that we watched? <laughs> I mean, we can. Cause I watched it and I feel yes. like that was homework. So, oh my <laughs> for God. This podcast. Okay. So yes. In, in, uh, in addition to talking at my partner about <laughs> basketball, I did sort of force my partner to watch an episode of The Circus because it was about um, uh, uh, the upcoming races in PA. And I thought that was pretty kind of- much prime- only the Senate. Like they, they, I think they spent like three minutes on the governor. That's true. And they, they only talked about Josh Shapiro. Well, because the other fucking side has 74 people running. Who the fuck are you going to talk to? Yeah. They have a half an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, have, they have one half an hour. Um, sure, we could talk about that a little bit. What did you want to talk about? Oh, just the fact that they acted like Malcolm Kenyatta didn't exist. Yes, I thought that it was very, very... <laughs> so So I, I do very much like the... I do like the circus. I do mm-hmm. enjoy watching the circus. For those who don't know, the circus is a um, political docu-series, sort of, um, uh, that is, like, in real time... Like, sort of, like, real time. Not real time, but, like, like it talks about uh, current, current day... Um, like current week to week um, political news. Mm-hmm. Um, it has uh, four hosts. Um, it used to have uh, other hosts who it turns out those that, that host was a huge piece of shit. So they, they had to leave. They couldn't be on the show anymore. Oh, yeah. Mark Halperin, um, who sucks a whole lot. Um, and I think he had to leave because of, uh, you know, sexual uh, mm-hmm. uh, misconduct allegations or what have you. Um, check me on that, guys. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know it was he was a piece of shit at work, and he could. <laughs> turns out you're not allowed to do that. Like, Weird. <laughs> um, but so the show had um, uh, oh, he appeared on in 2020. He appeared on Newsmax as a contributor. How do I like this? Wow. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, um, so uh, the show was talking about. Um, the PA race as it had the journalists come to PA, talk to um, PA politicians who are running. Um, it always starts with like an opener before it does its intro music. And when it talked about the, o- when it did the opener, it seemed to frame the, it seemed to frame the uh, PA Senate race uh, for the Democrats as a race between John Fetterman and Connor Lamb. Mm-hmm. Com- conveniently leaving out uh, Malcolm Kenyatta entirely. Yeah, didn't mention him in that at all. Didn't mention it, like, literally, like, six and a half minutes go by before you hear his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Which is insane, because he's polling, like, within the margin of error of Connor Lamb. Yeah, they're, like, one point apart. They're virtually <laughs> tied in this race. Yes. Like... I, I I had said to, I had said to I think the, they spent more time on Connor Lamb than they did Fetterman honestly. I and I had said to I had said to um you like when we watched it I'm like I would understand if they only talked about Fetterman because Fetterman's truly dominating the race and I and I, I admit that and I I may not like that um uh, for me um who is someone who supports Kenyatta but 
But I would understand that would at least be understandable mm -hmm. for them to like ice him out in the in the, the beginning of the episode and just be like, this is a race between these two. And then again, take so long to be like, by the way, there's this other guy that's there. I'm like, what it's, the hell, what the hell is like, going on? I'm pretty from what I remember, it's only because they showed him talking about the Fetterman stuff at a like forum. Well, they I, I think that that did happen, but they did like. Like when they were doing their round table, they do a round table mm -hmm. after the yeah. intro. They did talk about him as a candidate, like saying yeah. he is also in the race. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> like, like virtually tied with Connor Lamb. Yeah, but yeah. hey, we're going to spend 10 minutes of this 30 minute episode talking about or to Connor Lamb. Can I just also point out um, mm -hmm. what I thought was insane? Like they, they talk, they, they talk more to like, fringe candidate Carla Sands yeah. they t who's running in the, on the Republican side who likely who is like, it is it polling at like 5% or less polling pretty low I, I like, like like not they, even in the conversation between Oz and uh McCormick most recent Trafalgar uh most recent Trafalgar um poll which is a Republican pollster mm -hmm. um has Carla Sands at 11 which it has Oz at 23, McCormick at 20, Barnett at 18. Like, she's losing to Undecided oh, right oh, now. Oh, another black person they didn't talk about during the another show. Another black person who, again, is like neck and neck they didn't talk about. Like, it is, it is, it is pretty insane, like, mm -hmm. that we are just, like, you know. Everyone, like, like it's not just the show either. It's not just, the, mm -hmm. just this show. Yep. Every fucking conversation about this race acts like Malcolm Kenyatta isn't even there. Uh, there was an article from The Hill that was like talking about a poll and it's just like uh, Fetterman up big on lamb. And I was mm -hmm. it, weirdly like this sounds crazy, but I'm like, whoa, that poll has Kenyatta like tied with lamb. Fetterman's up big on both of them. <laughs> Talk about that, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was so stupid. It's so stupid. It is, I think it is, is, it is a, a big failing of, of the media to just kind of like discount this person mm -hmm. as like, and also ran when he is literally running neck and neck with the, like. The media the, darling. The media darling establishment guy. Mm -hmm. Like he is like. And I'm not like I'm not saying he's like close to winning this race. I think he and Lamb are both equally far away from winning this race. Yeah. But Lamb is not the only person that is at that distance. They're mm -hmm. ignoring the progressive in the race. This this they're ignoring this. Uh, sorry, they're this ignoring black, this young gay black man. They're ignoring be, exactly because he is a young black gay uh, uh, progressive. They're like yeah. he doesn't fit what we look at as like a horse uh, as a Pennsylvania horse race uh, mm -hmm. candidate. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to talk about the Lieutenant governor and this guy that we also, that which, we just love to talk about. Which is just about. so like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia mm -hmm. are the base of the democratic party in Pennsylvania. Yep. But when we talk about these elections, we only talk about the middle-aged white rural Democrat. Yeah. Well, we, no, Lamb is from Lamb is from no, no, Pittsburgh. No, I'm not Okay. Lamb grew up in Pittsburgh? Did I say the Pittsburgh? city of Pittsburgh? No, 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 no. But he's from sorry, sorry, sorry. He's from he's from what sorry. Yeah, he's from Western Pennsylvania, yeah, 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 aka yeah, yeah. rural Pennsylvania, not <laughs> Pittsburgh. Okay. He I'm not gets, I'm not talking about the gotcha. candidates. I'm talking about the voter mm -hmm. that is focused on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We yeah, yeah, yeah. There there are like there are people who who really uh <laughs> 
Well, there are two schools of thought on that, truly, because there are people who there are people who, for example, Fetterman, who's like we actually too often ignore mm-hmm. uh, like rural counties like Cameron and 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 other counties who which I'm not going to name right now. <laughs> name one. <laughs> name one. Name one. Potter. Good job. Thank you. Venango. Venango. I mean, you can't. Warren. I, I work. I. I know all the counties. I know a lot of the counties. I think I could name 60 out of 67. No lie. We're going to do this challenge live. (laughs) We're going to do this challenge live and we're going to see how many fucking count. So don't study up though. Like be cool about it. (laughs) Um, But no, like, like that, that is, that is a, that is a a, a narrative we have in the, we have in this race, which is we only talk about Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and we ignore, but, but truly, but, but but, no, 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 I want to, no, no, no. We always, we always need to go for is the one that's going to appeal mm-hmm. to the middle-aged white rural guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's that's why we can't pay any attention to Kenyatta cuz yeah, he doesn't yeah. appeal to that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, he uh Lamb represents Pittsburgh districts. That's and he grew up in a suburb of Pittsburgh. So Okay, so not I wasn't completely wrong. Not actually Pittsburgh. <laughs> a suburb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. Oh, are you shocked that he's a suburbanite? No, I'm not. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> no, no, I, I, and I, I think that, the, like, I, so, so that narrative, so the narrative that we ignore, um, no, I, I think you're right. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll leave it there. I think you're right that, like, there's, there's, when we there's have these races, like we always the... talk about, like, who can win, like, rural white mm-hmm. areas. And we don't talk about who can turn out like the base of the Democratic Party. And that's what Kenyatta's argument has been. Yeah. Like I He is the base of the party. He's like, I am the base of the party. I know the I know the struggles that the base of the party go through. This mm-hmm. is what I grew this is how I grew up. Yeah. Like this is where I'm from. As opposed to what... Fetterman who went to Harvard and mm-hmm. Lamb, who I believe also had a wealthy upbringing. But again, he grew up in a suburb of Philadelphia or yeah. Pittsburgh, so <laughs> um yeah I, I i think that yeah i think that that's i think that yeah that's i think that's all right, right. Let's, let's get to the debate sorry but i do think you're right about that mm-hmm. that's but but let's get so so there was a debate um now this wasn't like the muhlenberg debate all three of them were there um <laughs> again um lieutenant governor john fetterman um representative uh, u.s representative um uh connor lamb and state representative malcolm kenyatta all um, on like an ABC affiliate. Uh, this was broadcast uh, throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Everybody was able to like watch this and they didn't have to like flip to PCN to do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I which I think is great. I really wish we had more like opportunities for things like this. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I think, that, I think what the state is lacking um, at this point was um you know, hearing from all of the candidates yeah. at the same time and hearing how they responded to um, the various questions that they were going to be asked. So we um, knew that Fetterman was going to have to answer again for um, his uh, gun violence that he perpetrated on an unarmed black jogger in 2013, I believe it was. Um, uh, so he was hit with that question. What did you think of um, the way he answered Oh. And what do you think of the candidate's response to that? It was terrible. <laughs> the way he answered was bad. bad. He, Even though he should have been so prepared 
to answer this question. Mm-hmm. He seemed so unprepared to answer it. He seemed so nervous. Like, I think this was made it crystal clear that even though he didn't want to answer this question before, he should mm-hmm. have gone to the Muhlenberg debate that was broadcast on PCN yeah. and answered there and got some practice in. Because mm-hmm. not, not only this issue, but he just seemed nervous and unprepared throughout the debate Mm -hmm. but you know especially with this question he was just (laughs) he gave a bad answer um i i i we'll get to the rest of the issues i had with this debate but he gave a bad answer the other candidates did a good job they both stared him down while he answered it and that was amazing watching them both do you remember when um Beto O'Rourke spoke Spanish before Cory Booker and Cory Booker stared daggers at him. That's what both candidates were doing to John Fetterman as he was answering the question when he was asked about the incident, which I thought was absolutely amazing. Just both of them staring directly at him while he was like, like truly John Fetterman has like John Fetterman has this air about him that is like, you know, he's he's big, tough, and confident, right? Mm-hmm. He was shaking in his boots when asked about this. Like, he, he could not, like, he was not confident with this answer. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's pretty important to log that because this is something that the right is, the right likes to call just random stuff racist uh, just to kind of deflect from the absolute insane racism that they coddle Mm -hmm. support and push they're going to ask you about this and they're going to hit you for this as often as they possibly can and you need to be prepared for it yeah i think this response if he responds like this in a general election debate He's going to get he's, absolutely he's gonna creamed. He's going to look pathetic. He's going to get he's gonna, he looked pathetic. Yeah. And he's going to get creamed for it. Now, mm-hmm. now we can talk about, you know, we could talk about like when the right brings this kind of thing up. We could talk about how disingenuous it is. Oh, absolutely. That's fine. But that doesn't but, necessarily but, matter. But that's but exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. this is unfortunately a legitimate incident that they can point to and say this is a big problem mm-hmm. and that would be correct because it is a big problem. Yeah. And you would think that this person who is spent like the past like like since becoming lieutenant governor after he did like his statewide what do you think about marijuana tour? You would think that like like he he's been like primed to run for either governor or senator. Um from 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 the time he became lieutenant governor, mm-hmm. you would think that he would have some sort of polished answer for this by now. And I I understand he does no he, does he doesn't a, he does have a an answer that he gives every single time. But the but the, no, the way the details he deli- change it the details change. No, they they really don't. They what he do. says what he says what I've seen him say the details do not change. But he the the way in which he delivered it, I thought just made him seem pathetic we can agree or disagree on that but truly that is correct mm-hmm. he he does not have he does not confidently he, al- he always likes to say oh well the people of braddock are 75 percent black and they yes. voted for me again mm-hmm. and that's when kenyatta said oh we get it you have a black we friend, have, yes which that was, was a, fucking amazing just a great line like literally like that that is that is actively calling out what that is which mm-hmm. is you being like no don't worry i have a black friend i can't be racist <laughs> and like 
Yeah. Uh, I, I do I do think that the other candidates got the better of him in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor Lamb pointing out that this is disqualifying. And, and like, I... I I know we talk about um, – I know I have said this specifically, that I think it's it's dangerous specifically for Democrats to to put something out there like that, like saying like what like another Democrat does is disqualifying when it may not be. Yeah. I do argue that Connor Lamb is not incorrect about this. I do think that if you are someone who points a, points a gun at an unarmed black person because you see them as dangerous just for the sheer fact of their existence – I think that that is disqualifying, especially if you have no, like, if you don't, uh, like, like understand mm. and be like, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. He's throughout. He, he won't say that. He, he refuses, refuses to, say to say that. He is he is operating under this mentality of, like, I don't have to admit mistakes because. He doesn't think it's a mistake. He doesn't either. He, he legitimately does not think it's a mistake. I think that's true. But I also think that he's he is under the impression that, like. As as a as a certain kind of guy, I don't have to admit my mistake, and I won't take any sort of political punishment for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that we need to dispel that shit now. Like you shouldn't be able to do something like this, and you shouldn't be able to do something like this. Period. You shouldn't be able to do something like this and continue to say I did the right thing yeah. and not have any sort of ramification for that. Personally, I think that's just the case. Um, and I thought that the other candidates did a great job of like being like, Hey, th- th- not only like, is this a huge problem, but like you one, this is, you perpetrated gun violence on somebody mm-hmm. like this is this, you, tr- this is a traumatic event that you caused an unarmed black guy because you were afraid of them because again, trying to stop a school shooting on a Sunday, he stopped saying the thing about the school shooting, by the way, mm-hmm. that's part of the, when oh, I say, yeah. when I say the story changed, that part is gone now. He doesn't even talk about that. He doesn't talk about whether, like, that. he was pretty proud of, like, being like, I was trying to stop a school shooting. He stopped talking about that. Pro- again, probably because it was a fucking Saturday. And, mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just it just is a stupid thing to say. But he definitely stopped doing that. Um, just an update. Uh, uh, update. Uh oh no he's not a, he's not a current center sorry I got an update that Orrin Hatch passed away mm-hmm. um so just breaking some news on the pod anyway um uh yeah what do you want to go into do you want to keep is there anything else you want to talk about uh, regarding this or do you want to move on to other um yeah other I'm good to move on to other aspects of the debate other aspects of the debate so um we got uh let's see. So, so I, I would like to, I, I have it on the outline I wanted to ask, how do you think that the candidates separated themselves from each other? Um, a lot of, a lot of the, like, when you look at the candidates, there are few policy positions that they truly um, have differing opinions in. Uh, some, like, they agree, but one wants to do it slower than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some there are big differences. Uh, healthcare, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor Lamb uh, <laughs> being pretty proud of not supporting mm-hmm. uh, a single-payer healthcare system. Um, Kenyatta and uh, Kenyatta being for the single-payer healthcare system and saying we are he is fine with the implementation of other things to get us there, like the public option. Um, I think that's a similar position that Fetterman had as well, but his was more so. I want to make um, I want to make healthcare more affordable, and whether that be doing Medicare for all or um, expanding on the ACA, like however we can do that, I want to do that. 
Um, what what do you think? What do you think? Uh, other like that was the specific one that they. Uh, well, I, I mean, specifically in that answer, Connor Lamb said that uh, you know people need to. <laughs> well, what was the was the term? Uh, I wish I could remember what the term was, uh-huh. but it's just that. Uh, you know, people need to hold themselves up, responsibility. So, <laughs> so he doesn't believe in right. in Medicare for all. Or yeah, that was like a that, that, because, I, that's because a crazy, people need to take responsibility. It's fucking stupid. You know? It's stupid and crazy. Absolutely. Like, like we the the idea that you can like go on a debate stage in the Democratic Party and not like and be able to and like say not say healthcare is a human right that we all deserve and we all should have. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that you could just go up and do that is insane. Like, I feel like that should be a, a pretty big indicator that you shouldn't win a Democratic primary. Yeah, I mean. But he's yeah. very comfortable in saying, he's very comfortable of, of, like, coming out and essentially saying, I'm not necessarily a game to give everyone health care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I kind of wa- want you guys to pay for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like, that's, I feel like that's a pretty wild thing to do mm-hmm. in a Democratic primary. But I he, think, he seems to indic- he seems to believe that there are enough um you know there are enough Democratic voters uh in Pennsylvania that that aren't like a that aren't for that style of, of yeah. healthcare. And I think that's the the thing is that like in this debate, I think uh, Kenyatta was unapologetically progressive. Yep. Even when it's an unpopular opinion in the state, he mm-hmm. still stood by that. Yep. Uh, Fetterman. It depended, basically, yeah. <laughs> whether he was or wasn't. He was called out certain by... Certain issues he was, certain issues he wasn't. He was called out by multiple... Can, uh, bo- both of the candidates, spe- specifically Kenyatta, for, like, uh, you know, supporting progressive... Uh, uh, for supporting progressive policies at one time and then becoming more moderate when he's running for this office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Lamb is just... Lamb is our moderate. Lamb is our centrist. Mm-hmm. And Fetterman, Fetterman nailed him on uh, <laughs> on calling Joe Manchin his mentor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty big. Again, in a Democratic primary, I think one thing that Democrats are pretty annoyed with is Joe Manchin. But but the question is, are Pennsylvania Democrats annoyed with Joe Manchin? I still think the answer is yes. I hope so. But mm-hmm. but uh, J- Fetterman did a pretty good job of tying. Connor Lamb to uh, mm-hmm. Joe Manchin. Um, and, and Fetterman, uh, something else that Fetterman did that distinguished from the others was multiple times called out that he would vote against the filibuster, even though mm-hmm. that wasn't even like a question yep. brought up. He, he multi- was very, he made yeah. sure to multiple times bring that up. That he, he was would. very smart to immediately, like yeah. he was the first, uh, first of the uh, candidates to bring up the filibuster mm-hmm. um, and was like, I will be the, I will be the 51st vote to get rid of the filibuster. And they've all said they do it. It's just, it's he just, made he, it a focus. Point. He made it a very big point, which is incredibly important because, again, Democrats are really annoyed that they're not getting uh, the, the the Democratic agenda passed because of the filibuster. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that's huge. I think that's a big, uh, big check in um, in Fetterman's uh, uh, column for being the first and most fervent um, in that debate to call out the filibuster. Mm-hmm. I think that was great. Uh, one thing that he did to the, right off the bat to make him look terrible was when asked about like a wealth tax, uh, (laughs) say that he was for it. uh, And then when pressed for what was the amount, he said, you know it when you see it. 
Yeah, that you know, wasn't. When you see it. That was Dave good. McCormick. You know when you yeah. see it. Yeah, and he and he did like he did a bit like uh, that Marco Rubio thing where he just kind of repeated the same thing yeah. over and over again. Um, and he, then everybody, else, the other two, completely called him out on it, it multiple times, <laughs> and it was well deserved. Again, like what a stupid fucking thing. Yeah. What a stupid. You, you have to have. Like, I think Lamb said this specifically. Uh, the IRS can't just do, you know, what when you see it, you yeah, need to yeah. have a number. Like, and, and, and it's, cra- Mal- it is crazy. It is absolutely crazy for a Senate candidate, candidate to, to not, not have that, have a defined income mm-hmm. limit. Like Con- uh, 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 Malcolm Kenyatta said, mistake. Malcolm Kenyatta said, if you're making half a mil, um, mm-hmm. I'm not raising taxes on anyone making half a mil or lower. Right. And you'll, you're, you'll get taxed if you're making more than that. Mm-hmm. Like having that, having that number is, is good because yeah. it's, that's policy. You can't write into, you can't write into laws. You know it when you see it. Yeah. You just kind of can't do that. Yeah. And they, they were very like both, both Lamb and Kenyatta pounced on that. I, I think it's, it was very, he's dis- unprepared. It, yeah, is unprepared. Exactly. It was so distinguishing how, prepared collected and like ready for this Kenyatta mm-hmm. and lamb were compared to Fetterman yeah which again why didn't you just go do the Muhlenberg debate with less you people clearly say, need practice yes like this was a bad showing I think this was very bad for him he, like, per- yeah. personally now, now that's uh well we're gonna get to that at the end mm-hmm. but but um I do I do think that that was this wasn't a good showing for him mm-hmm. his uh the the people in the spin room um his uh uh people in the spin room uh said that the other two lamb and Kenyatta came off as politicians where where Fetterman came off as just like a, a, a real guy. Yeah, do a you, real scared guy. <laughs> what do you think? A real you, nervous guy. What, what do you think of that? Uh, what do you think of that as? Well, it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what we want in a senator? Someone who's prepared to yeah. do the job. Yeah. Not someone who's caught off guard and nervous I would, and not able to answer basic I, questions about their policy. I would love to point out that like black people aren't allowed to just be like that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, like you, you have right. to be prepared if you're black. Every time, every <laughs> time I've watched Kenyatta on the debate stage, I'm so impressed. He's so and fucking I'm like, good. And I'm, I'm like, uh, in love basically. What? Like, <laughs> Hang he's on. just he's, wait what he's really cares he's so charismatic he's so good at this i really do hope that he has a career like a, career a really good career after this because he has so much potential and obviously he's completely ignored in this race i want to point out he's talked about but i like, want to point out he's also running for his seat in the state good. rep so he's gonna yeah. <laughs> he's gonna land on his feet for sure. That's he's awesome. not he's not like he's he's like i'm smart i know the rules i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep my fucking seat if i lose this yeah but i i think anybody who would like who watches these you have to admit and i think i think lamb does a very good job too i just don't agree with him mm-hmm. uh but lamb always seems prepared yeah. and ready to go and he 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 looks and presents himself like a classic politician like lamb so seems that's look, why everybody loves him yep lamb is lamb is quite polished and he continuously says things that i completely disagree with <laughs> right. with with the with Smugness. the con with the confidence and <laughs> conviction of any centrist yeah. he is very prepared to not get anything done and continue the status quo as usual yeah. and he's and he's just ready for it and, and I, I that's fine 
uh, I want, I'm not, I don't like it and I don't want it, but that's kind of what (laughs) I'm just, I'm just definitely like, I, I mean, oh boy, we, I think the Republican debate is Monday. Yeah. Uh, Are we going to watch that? I'm assuming we are. What time um, does yeah, as long as it doesn't interfere with the Mavs game, which starts at nine thirty? <laughs> it should be over by then. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luca, baby. I, I'm curious to see because we did see the forum with McCormick and Oz, and that was interesting. Funny. So I, I'm curious to see how they perform in this debate, but mm-hmm. I'm very worried if this is what Fetterman's performance is going to yeah. be in a general election debate. Yeah. And because I think you know Oz is a snake. Mm-hmm. So, so oh, yes. if he's got more time to, you know, work on his stage presence, mm-hmm. he already he, he's already has a pretty good stage presence. He was on television. For right. Exactly. Years. I mean, he didn't do good in that forum. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm curious to see, you know, he how, had literally everybody else trying to kill him. <laughs> right. But so would his Democratic. Kathy candidate. Barnett was sitting next to him. Just yelling things as he was talking. Right, but I and I think I think McCormick would be pretty cool collected like a lamb type in a debate. So McCormick's like I have so much money. Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, what's the question? I have so much money. So you know, I'm just a little yeah. concerned how if Fetterman can't improve his performance. Like, yeah. is this what I, he's going to look like up against one of these guys? Yeah. Because that's not going to go well. I will say just Because he looks like, he looks ridiculous in a suit as is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if he's just scared and shaking in his what, suit. What, what we need is him to show up to the debate stage in a fucking, in, basketball in a hoodie and basketball yeah. shorts. Wherein, yeah, like, that's it. His, di- or, his nice shirt, which is his or like Or like jorts and a fucking Carhartt. Like, like that's what we need. If we're if that's what he's what's a, what's a Carhartt jacket? Oh, okay. The Carhartt jacket. Got it. Got it. <laughs> but like, like that's I mean that's just if that's what's up, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. If that's what's up, I'm not fine with that. I don't want to be the nominee. I want my nominee to be Malcolm Kenyatta. But but like truly, at this point, we're like we kind of have to start. You know, again, vote for who you believe in. I will be voting for Malcolm Kenyatta mm-hmm. on May 17th. By the way, make a plan to vote. Um, yeah do that i will be voting for malcolm kenyatta but but when fetterman obliterates everybody and is the nominee it is truly worrying that that is this is the potential debate performance he's going to put out if he walks out there and lays an egg against the republican nominee which we're already in a year where this seat is incredibly it's going to be hard to win because we're in a midterm with the with the democratic president like if he walks out and lays an egg the way that I truly think he laid an egg in this debate, we're in for some trouble. Yeah. And and even during the interview that he gave on the circus, I felt like he also like similarly ants like just wasn't very uh charisma like he i don't think he doesn't seem to have the charisma confident I, I, I don't think he's confident uh, like yeah. i truly feel like when he's asked of stuff it sometimes when he's asked a question it looks like he's been asked this question for the first time in his existence <laughs> and is coming up with the answer on the fly yeah and it and truly like i there are some there are some politicians that are good off the cuff mm-hmm. like truly there are there are politicians that answer questions really well off the cuff and and exude like competence and and confidence he is not one of those people apparently like this isn't a this isn't a fun msnbc uh 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 interview where you're talking about an easy thing like 
should democracy exist? <laughs> like this is you're asked about specific uh, policies and he's just not doing well. His title 42 answer, like we mm. should keep title 42 because of the pandemic. But earlier in the debate, he said we need to move past the pandemic. Yep. That like, like that kind of, that kind of nonsense is going to get exploited and and he's going to get hammered for it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I just, he has not shown me uh, as someone who, you know, will probably have to hold my nose and vote for him anyway. He has not shown me that he has the, the ability to persuade people to, to, uh, vote for him. Mm-hmm. Like he seems like a guy that's like, if my number is forty-seven of people, uh, like percent of people who are going to vote for me, I'm not going to be able to push that number. I'm going to need other people to help me push that. I'm going to need yeah. other people to push that number for me because I will keep it at forty-seven or drop it. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's kind of that's what it is. <laughs> um, do you think? Well, we're going to skip a couple of these. Do you think that this is going to? Because we're forty minutes in, I didn't think it was going to take this long. <laughs> Do you think that this debate is going to move the needle? Keep in mind that the entirety of the state was able to see this. This is actually getting like national news now. Um, like there's a there are political articles about it. There are articles from the Hill, uh, NBC News uh, covered the debate. Like yeah. like national like. A, this this debate was out there now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this moves the needle? Um, and if it if you do think it moves the needle, in what way do you think it moves the needle? No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Even though everyone had access to it, they didn't watch it. I don't think this changes anything. What about you? I don't think it really moves the needle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because I like, went to like the, the ABC affiliate site, and it's like, who do you think won the debate? And I just uh, I looked, and I'm like, I'll just click Kenyatta just to see what the score was. And it had like Fetterman at like 60. Like, <laughs> like you people have made their minds yeah. up, I think, about, about – like, like Democratic voters have made their minds up about voting for Fetterman. There, there um, are like in these polls though. There are like thirty five percent undecided. He's over that he's, number, but he's like over fifty. <laughs> Is he over fifty? I don't. know. I need a look. No, I thought I thought he was at like, you know, thirty to forty percent. Mm. Um, but I just if those people were undecided before, it seems like they weren't paying attention before. Yeah. So M- most recent, um, uh, Franklin and Marshall College poll, um, that. Covered March 30th to April 10th. So this is obviously before the debate. Mm-hmm. Has Fetterman at 41. Oh, wow. It has Lamb getting... Sorry. La- Kenyatta's like out. <laughs> like on, on this on this poll. Um, Fetterman 41. Lamb 17. Uh, Kenyatta 4. Now Ooh, now there is... very different. Now there's a GB... There's a GBAO poll that was done on April... Uh, that was done between April 5th and April 7th. Has a higher... Um, sample size uh, has uh, Fetter, uh, Fetterman at forty four, Lamb at nineteen, uh, Kenyatta at seventeen. So that was that could it could be an outlier. Those it could are be. very different. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean sample size is different. Um, uh, I bet uh, if we look to if we look deeper in methodology is probably different. Yeah. Um, but there, I think that's probably more. Uh, I think that's closer to what the number is. But you're looking at again, 44 uh, for Fetterman, 19 and 17 for Lamb and Kenyatta, respectful, uh, respectively. Uh, re- sorry, respectfully, uh, 15 undecided. 
doesn't matter if those all of those 15 go into uh Kenyatta or Lamb which it wouldn't do um you're he's still super ahead so mm-hmm. now now obviously things happen in races there could be a spark <laughs> there won't be I, I'm just saying that they're, they're like <laughs> let's not like let's not all be, like Nina Turner thought she had her race locked up and now we have representative Chantel Brown so like that's it's just we can't like we can't write like like you can't just be like it's it's done but but truly he's in the driver's seat and we have like just like barely like three uh two three uh, sorry three four ish weeks left three weeks actually so yeah it's it's if if Kenyatta or Lamb is gonna make a move they need to make it a super fast <laughs> but but I think in regards to it does this move the needle I think you're probably right. Um, I think it, I think truly, I think this should worry Democrats. I think that this debate should worry Democrats. I think that like your front runner doesn't seem to be able to answer a question about something that he's, uh, that's like nine years in the fucking making. Mm-hmm. Like it's arguably one of the most important moments of his life that he did the wrong thing and has just no ability to identify that. And is very shaky when asked about it. Mm-hmm. He's the Republicans aren't going to stop asking about asking about it. They're going to run ads on it in areas to try to suppress black votes. Yep, like that's just going to happen. So need to be ready to deal with that. And I don't know if that if the Fetterman campaign is ready. To oh, they're not. They're going <laughs> to ignore it. Yeah, they will not address it. Mm-hmm. He he refuses to address it. Yeah. So there won't be any ads countering that narrative. No. So you're going to like what they're going to ask for is for uh, people like Malcolm Kenyatta to go into black neighborhoods and get the vote out for mm. him. That's what they're going to ask. So we'll we'll see. But I, I agree. I don't think the, the needle moves. When we move on to the next topic, I, I, we're so, so farther than I thought. I was like, well, this episode would be like an hour, hour and some. We're at 45. No, um, you're, you're really bad at gauging that. I'm so bad. I didn't think we'd talk about this. Three or- full topics? That's an hour and a half at least, man. All right. Well, time us. Um, our next topic, uh, House, Le- uh, sorry, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Um, reports came out. There's a book coming out from uh, New York Times reporters uh, Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns, I believe. Um, a b- sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was... <laughs> Um, a book is coming out that they are writing um, regarding um, uh, a certain time period within uh, modern politics. And one of the things they were talking about was uh, Kevin McCarthy and um, post-January 6th. Um, they indicated that McCarthy said uh, that he would call for Trump, to, uh, call Trump and, and try to convince him to resign. Um, he was also... Um, According to um, their reporting, he also was um, happy when Trump was removed from um, Twitter and was hoping that other uh, other Republicans in his caucus were, would be removed for Twitter as well um, due to the way that they were behaving, you know, i.e. Mm-hmm. Uh, pushing for an insurrection. Um, McCarthy 
went went heavily on the defensive saying he didn't do that this is fake new york times reporting the left is coming after me on um, this and the other thing um very very quick to uh you know try to not anger donald trump which truly was what that was right it was like a uh, please i'm so sorry i never said that i would never say that about you you are the best and there's no one better than you and um the the journalists were like you he definitely said it though and he's like no they i didn't say it they're they're lying mm -hmm. it's the fake new york times the fake news media the fake leftist media um so uh the uh journalists went on to um the rachel maddow show on msnbc and uh played a tape mm -hmm. <laughs> and the tape was uh, a taped co a conversation between liz cheney and kevin mccarthy where Kevin McCarthy explicitly stated that he was um, that he thought Trump should uh, he thought Trump should re resign. He didn't think Trump would because of who he was, but he would call Trump and um, tell and tell him that the the impeachment resolution is likely to pass, so he should resign. <laughs> Um, uh, he uh, the the journalist <laughs> the journalist also said um, that. Mitch McConnell uh, was saying that uh, like it was giddy because he said that the Democrats were going to take care of this, this uh, take quote, take care of this son of a bitch. <laughs> um, um, so I'll start um, with a uh, sort of the question to you. Um, now I know now often I ask you, what do you think the ramifications for this are? What do you think? What ha What do you think happens with this? And you say things like nothing, nothing happens. And I think that that's usually fair. But this is a little bit different, and I'm not asking. Uh -huh. a, I'm not asking about the general population, sure. right? I'm not asking about the general, um, like I'm talking about within the Republican realm, and and I understand that they are they they kind of lie carte blanche, uh, like they 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 just go out and lie, and and there's no ramifications for it at all, like on a grand scheme, right? Mm -hmm. But this actually, I think could potentially have problems for McCarthy in his own caucus because he is on tape uh, contradicting something that he said, which is, I never called for Trump to resign. He's on tape saying, I will ask Trump to resign. And that, to me, puts blood in the water for the MAGA folks, for the, for the like far-right people who want to take a deeper control of the Republican Party. That that puts the knives out for him in a, in a sense that like you'll get someone potentially like Andy Biggs or Jim Jordan who are like, I should run the, the Republican Party in the House because I'm crazier than him. Like Paul Gosar would just be like, he's not hardcore enough in the in the in the face of an insurrection. Um, he wanted to bulk and I won't. I will 100 percent stand by Trump even if he sends people into the House of Representatives, into the Capitol to kill people potentially like me. <laughs> so with that in mind, do you think that there's a potential, do you think that there's a, like, there's a potential ramification for him doing this within the Republican caucus in the House? No. How? <laughs> <laughs> no, because nope. he already did bulk. He already did go against Trump mm -hmm. when this happened. Yeah, 
And then he went and begged for forgiveness at took, Daddy took, Trump's knees in took, Mar-a-Lago. Took that and weird... He got the he got Daddy Trump's approval back, and now it doesn't matter. I think even Trump said that... Trump right now... Trump said he didn't... I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Trump said he didn't like the call, but he's... But but right now there he doesn't have an issue with McCarthy. Mm-hmm. But we all know that that doesn't mean I won't have an issue with McCarthy. See, it just I, and I think McCarthy knows that, and will do absolutely everything in his power to keep Trump's approval. So so, so I I don't think this matters. So there you, might be there might be some like I think already the the really crazy ones don't like McCarthy like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Bobert and. Um, what's his face? Uh, Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn. You know, because he told him to stop talking about the orgies. Um, yeah. But, it, like, first of all, they, do you know where they didn't air this call? Fox. <laughs> they didn't, like, <laughs> they're like, this didn't happen. We're not yeah. playing this audio. You know, they're not even talking about it. Yeah. I don't know about, you know, Newsmax and OAN. But I think that it's not going to actually affect, uh, his leadership position. I don't think there's enough of anything to affect that. And as long as Trump doesn't come out against McCarthy, these other people aren't really going to do much. So here's where I think that there could be a ramification. I wish, you know what we should do? We should go back to every time you've said you think there's <laughs> going to be a ramification. Yeah. And I've said there's not and see who was right. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Don't you think that'd be fun? I, no. Um, can, so, so here's where I, I, I think that there are two, like, I think with this, there's a potential. Now, I will agree it's a small chance, but I do think that there's a potential that, like, he loses control of the House caucus because both sides can't trust him anymore. The, the, the moderate side who were like, we want to do the awful, like, Republican things we want to do, but, like, we don't want to go that far where we kill our our colleagues. <laughs> like, they're... How many of them are speaking out against the insurrection? I think multiple of them multiple of them have but they have been super quiet since right like 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 what what yeah, happened since with... they ostracized cheney and and kinzinger yeah. they don't they don't talk about that anymore they don't care anymore i agree but a, a, many of their votes about what happens can take place behind closed doors where they don't have to actually answer for what they've done mm-hmm. so so you might like be looking at and yes i agree they're they, uh, you can't. You're right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue that the Republican uh, Party has the backbone of a fucking jellyfish. Yeah. I'm not gonna. You're. You're not gonna find me on the other side of that. Like I agree. But you. I think again with the with the uh, situation that like you know that takes place behind closed doors. You might see one side of the Republican Party be angry at Kevin McCarthy because he's not hardcore enough and he wavered, and then the other part of the Republican Party be upset with uh, Kevin McCarthy because he, uh, you know, is saying, uh, is saying like, I'm, I, I didn't do this thing. And then it turns out that he did. Like, I, I think that, I think that there's a possibility that the Republican, that, 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 um, uh, that ambitious members of the Republican caucus who want to be, uh, the speaker and leader and, 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 further their career, I think that it's possible that you see that you can see cracks within the caucus when it comes to um, their reliance on on Kevin McCarthy. I think that's possible. 
I, I think you're probably right that nothing <laughs> happens and he continues to be the leader, but uh, I don't know. I, you you're you're seeing like the the same thing you see when when Trump would do something where when Republicans are asked about things that McCarthy did um, or things that McCarthy said and and the the uh, you know fact that he he lied about it they're they're pulling the same Trump they're pulling the same line that they did with Trump which was I I don't have time to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time to see this I uh, am too busy. Um, doing all sorts of other work. <laughs> Nancy Mace um, asked by like Neil Cavuto um, was like, no, I work 19 hours a day, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen. I didn't listen. I couldn't, I don't have time to like listen to uh, audio clips. <laughs> I don't have time to listen to audio clips. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I think that that's possible. What do you think? Um, Obviously, generally, this means nothing, right? Like, no. Like, the, there's no way that the Democratic Party can capitalize on... I, I don't know what would mean anything, honestly, at this <laughs> point. What could... What? That's the better question, Terim. What could the Republicans say that would matter? I don't... I, to the general public. I don't know. What could make a difference? I don't know. I'd imagine... I think they could say anything. I don't know. I'd imagine if like you were in like a purple district and you said, you know what? We should hang Mike Pence. I feel like you probably won't win. <laughs> Turn out that base. <laughs> like, Trump would be doing rallies Trump for you would, left Trump and would show right. up in like a hang Mike Pence t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, I, I think that you're right. Like it, a lot of this, like a lot of modern, like now modern politics really kind of comes out, comes down to who shows up. Right. Like it is it is less about yeah, old people do. Yes. I'm, I'm saying it's less about like what you do. Mm-hmm. And it's more about like who can get people to show up. Yeah. Like Absolutely. the Democratic the Democratic Party um, uh, got like Joe Biden. Uh, people who worked to get Joe Biden elected got a lot of people to show up or a lot of people to mail in ballots. And, and truly, mm-hmm. that's the only like like Donald Trump got more votes than he got in 2016. Like the only reason that the only reason that uh, we want that we won the White House is because we uh, got more people to show up than than last time yeah. by a big margin. And and to be clear, that's not because Joe Biden nope. is an exciting candidate. It's no, he was Because wasn't. we were all super scared. <laughs> um, but to your point about getting people, that is why I think that you're right. By the way, that's why unlike the Democratic establishment. Who mm-hmm. thinks Connor Lamb is the better candidate? Oh. That's why even everything I hate about him, Fetterman is the better candidate. He's much more exciting than yep. Connor Lamb is, and he has the much more opportunity to get people out than yeah. Connor Lamb. The does. problem is we li- we continue to live in a a country where like who would be the best at the job is not necessarily no. oh, that the thing, matter. and and who would I like? Who would I want to chill with? <laughs> becomes more of a because more, becomes more of a thing. Now, oh, yeah. now in the in the presidential election, it wasn't that didn't happen. It was we got to get this fucking guy out of here. <laughs> so so I'll go vote for like the the grandpa that forgets stuff that I don't want. <laughs> I'll go vote for him if it means the the super racist grandpa who uh, is awful goes away. I'll do that. I'll oust one grandpa for another grandpa that's, like, l- less bad. 
<laughs> like, I feel like that's like, like, like with, with a lot of elections going forward, it's going to be like, you need to excite people. You yeah, need to make think... people want to, you need to make people want to vote for you. And I, I truly, though I don't like, again, Kenyatta's my candidate and mm-hmm. he's who, who's getting my primary vote, but I'm not going to the... change the way I pick a candidate, but I can recognize the way mm-hmm. the idiots in this country pick Jesus. candidates. <laughs> oh boy. What, let me, let me, so I, we need to get some Connor lamb doesn't excite me because he, he, let me just say for, for when we're talking about the three candidates and, and I obviously have mine, so I'm going to put my candidate to the side right now. When it comes to the other candidates, Connor lamb does not excite me. He represents what seems to be like an incredible, like, like we always talk about like gradual progress and, and Connor lamb represents like, like glacial pl- <laughs> glacial pace progress yeah. like talking about marijuana in that debate just to go back talking about marijuana in that debate he's like oh my God. i support i support it but we need to do it very gradually what if people get hot what if people like it becomes legal and people get high and drive like that was a legitimate thing he said i'm just like that's so fucking stupid like what if you get drunk and drive connor we don't do we can't do that like we know that there are obviously what he's like what if what if people like operate heavy machinery while high what if you operate heavy machinery while drunk connor like this is this is obvious shit he sounds like like he legit sounds like a fucking like 80 year old person <laughs> talking about this yeah. like my grandmother like the one that's <laughs> my my maternal grandmother had recently talked to me about marijuana being leaked, but <laughs> like marijuana people using marijuana and like that's like the connor lamb way of looking at it oh, and i'm just like i don't remember it was, it was ridiculous. It was something that you only hear from old people. Um, <laughs> but, oh, you, it's something that you only hear from old people or Connor Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just, I feel like he represents such like this, like, even as a younger guy, he represents this just old, like, status quo way of dealing with politics. Whereas Fetterman at least can, like, potentially chameleon his way into being a more exciting candidate like like that like marijuana is his 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 issue mm-hmm. like that he is super confident with and is like yeah we need to you know we need to legalize marijuana and like you know deal with like like let people out who we in prison for uh like low level drug offenses like that's his issue mm-hmm. like and on the other stuff he like you know, he wavers and stuff like that, but he, but he can't, so at some point he held a more popular and um, exciting position within the democratic party. Mm-hmm. Not, not necessarily now, but he did previously like Connor lamb is just so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Connor lamb is just so boring. And like, yeah, just, really, I want to do this as slowly as possible. We really need to recognize this. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, just think about Barack Obama. He was competent, very, very confident, Highly competent, confident, but also exciting. Yeah. We can't run a presidential candidate like Joe Biden ever again, ever again. We really can't because because as, <laughs> he's unless, unless he's running against like arguably the worst human that exists <laughs> in our world. Yes. Like, and even then, honestly, even then it's fucking close. Even then, if you actually count up like the states that he won and how he won them, you're still looking at an incredibly close race that like, like tens of thousands of votes flipped the other way. Uh Oh, SpaghettiOs. We're still having that really shitty guy. Like, 
like I, I think that the, uh, we can't we can't keep running these people who have no no vision uh other than like I can like you need we need to thoroughly remake America. <laughs> and and I do think that in in the in his run, Joe Biden did uh he did say like have some ideas on how to uh thoroughly remake America. Unfortunately, <laughs> like he's slow to do any of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We got a little off topic, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back. So, 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 I mean, we can just fun and fucking end it on. Um, we we don't see anything different happening with McCarthy, but this, 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 this news is important for a couple of reasons. Which, which is, I think it's very important that people know that like these these people are like so unbelievably craven that they will sacrifice a democracy for their own power. And I don't necessarily think that everybody knows that. And I think that that's a it's huge... they're not paying attention. They, they don't want to pay attention. They need to. Because it's so fucking obvious. We could literally lose our democracy. They are running candidates to try to have people installed to just to so that they get to pick who wins elections mm-hmm. if they're close. <laughs> they can just decide that people's oh. votes don't count. Did you see... Um, Jake Corman is basically like trying to tell Trump that he's going to install <laughs> like or make it so that he has the ability to check select who wins Pennsylvania. Like he's just he's just throwing these ideas out mm-hmm. into the public, hoping that Trump will endorse him yeah. because he's saying he'll give him the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like this is what all this like all the red states are doing. Yeah. And like so, I think it's important for us to know, like like during an insurrection, this person who like is like like <laughs> they behind closed doors they are different, and w- this is like a known secret. It's an incredibly known secret that behind closed doors, a bunch of Republicans are like, "This guy's fucking insane," and we need to get him out of our party, and we need to get him out of our uh like out of our politics. But in public, they are actively uh supporting and pushing and and allowing for him to uh just absolutely try as hard as he can to dismantle any uh democratic institutions that exist Mm -hmm. and i think that's important for us to hear i think it's important for the electorate to hear kevin mccarthy have this like reservation about this person who he's pretending he is unwaveringly down with they need to hear him go this is like what he's doing is dangerous and he needs to resign. Mm -hmm. Like they need, like, I think that this is important and I I understand like it doesn't move the needle at all because people are like, I'm just bored with this and both sides have a problem. And like this, like I just, I, it's, it's incredibly important that this, that this is, that this is out. And um, I think it's incredibly important that this is out and people, people listen to this and pay attention to this. Um, there are going to be apparently more tapes um, that will apparently gradually be released <laughs> so that um, these two assholes can ha- sell, sell as many books as possible. Um, and listen, I'm going to, I'm going to find the, I'm going to listen to the book. <laughs> like I'm going to, I absolutely am going to, but I do think, and this is the last thing I wanted to talk about before we move on. Like, what do you think about uh, uh, like, journalists specifically but I, I i do i do believe that it's it's also media outlets as a whole holding on to information um and not releasing information until uh like like it, it, arguably 
very pertinent information <laughs> um, until it's like time for them to sell a book. And then they send all that information out so that they can gin up um, interest in um, whatever political book that they're going to put out. What do you think about that? I mean, it's obviously incredibly unethical. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> it's, it's obviously just a money grab. Yeah. But at the same time, if you just release a bunch of this information, uh, people won't pay attention to it. Either. I mean, but, but like some of this stuff is incredible. And, and the, the example that I used, which I think is the most, like arguably one of the most important examples which is Bob Woodward, yep. who is like, you know, I have a tape of Donald Trump, who is the president talking about how dangerous and how uh, easily communicable COVID-19 is. And he keeps his, his outward persona is saying, this is fine. You guys are fine. Go go indoors and cough in each other's faces, and there shouldn't be any sort of issue. Um, but privately telling me, holy shit, Bob, you wouldn't believe how easily this is, is it passed between each other through the air. Like, I think that Bob Woodward holding that until he was promoting his book is so incredibly... Not just unethical, uh, not 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 just unethical, but like inhumane. Yeah, we absolutely. are in a we are in a fucking pandemic that's been going on for years, and this asshole knew not only how dangerous this was, but that the leader of the free world also knew how dangerous this was, and just w- decided not to fucking tell anybody. <laughs> Like, that is so unbelievably dangerous. And and the fact that, like, these people do this and they're like, you know what? I'm going to hold on to this because I'm going to I'm gonna be on the New York Times bestseller list. Like, that's, that is so outrageous to me. And it should, it should infuriate everyone. Like, people deciding that they are going to take information that is pertinent to the to the general populace, like I'm not even like I think that I, I always I, I I tend to talk about things that are important for the electorate to know. This is important for the populace. I don't care like for for literally every person who is like, how do I survive in this in this pandemic, like early pandemic? It is important for everyone to know. Hey, this is incredibly dangerous. But we had uh, the the leader of the country at the time going. Don't worry, 12 people have it, and soon no people will have it, and you can go to whatever uh, big event you want to, and I think you should have a wedding with your with your grandparents there. <laughs> like, like actively, actively telling people to do something that will get them killed. And, and we just dis- and, and people just decided we're going to hold on to this information. We'll tell them later when it's financially beneficial to us. That is such a dangerous thing that's happening in the United States. It's fucking infuriating. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're bad. <laughs> All right. We're bad. You want to move on to the last, uh, the last topic before we get to the – have you heard about this? Sure. All right. So you guys know how Katrina watches The Mass Singer, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I – Months ago, Deadline put out an article indicating that Rudy Giuliani was on The Masked Singer, um, and that caused a big uproar. And then we talked about it as to, like, what that meant and would he would that episode air. And I believe you thought it wouldn't, right? Yeah, there were, there were definitely a bunch of rumors that, you know, he was replaced, they cut it out, and everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. So, so and it's been, a, it's been a bit since the season started. Yeah. I mean, he hadn't shown up yet. But. So we were like, he's not going to be there. 
I, I knew this, you know, <laughs> I knew it was either going to be in this episode or it wasn't like. It wasn't happening. Or he was cut. Yeah. yeah. So. So. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't watch the show anymore, but I was able to see um, uh, from like just like a, I was alerted to <laughs> Rudy Giuliani <laughs> being unmasked on the mass Singer. Yeah. And um, I knew you would be watching that day and you had told me you were watching. So I couldn't contain myself. <laughs> no, not at all. And like essentially spoiled to you that he would be on. But you were like, you're like, I think I'm, I'm like, let me know when you want. <laughs> I, I'm like, well, no, I asked like what you were doing. You're like, I'm watching the mass singer. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let me know uh, what's up. And you're like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you're, you said something. And I'm like, I know who goes. <laughs> and you're like, well, it's not Rudy. And I'm just like, I had the biggest smile. I assumed I would get like an NBC News update yeah. if it happened. I didn't. So. I could not hold my face. But I, I did see that the mass singer was still trending. Mm-hmm. And I think it continued to trend all of Thursday. Yeah. So I'm like, something should. But I'm like, well, if it was Rudy, Rudy would Rudy, also be trending. Like Rudy Giuliani would be trending. But he wasn't. So um, that was weird. So I was like weirdly like watching you watch the yeah. show. And I would like try to like, like I, I tried to sneak glances, but I was at some point just staring at you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're really bad at subtle. I couldn't help it. Like, I didn't want to miss the moment that you heard the singing in the mask and went, who the, f- I, oh no. Um, so. I didn't have to hear the singing. Oh no, it did. They no, did, it took you. Strangely, they always do the clue package first, but for this one, they, they did, did the second. singing first, which yeah. was very strange. But yeah, so yeah, the second they sang, you know, but was it was the- also the character that I most assumed would be him because it was just a box so he didn't have to move yeah it was he was the jack in the box right because if there's one thing rudy giuliani is it's a fucking clown Mm -hmm. um so they uh i guess wheeled his ass out (laughs) the jack in the box and he unironically sang bad to the bone yep like truly I, i think i said like this is like a this is a weird Weird pseudo dystopian America mm-hmm. where Rudy Giuliani is on a television show singing like like in on the mass singer singing bad to the bone <laughs> like he's not the like one of the worst people out there. Absolutely. Um so he uh was he was unmasked. He was unmasked. Nicole Scherzinger <laughs> Has no idea who he is. Has no idea who he is, seemingly. Um, Nick Cannon announces who he, like, gives his credentials and then says Rudy Giuliani. I don't know if maybe there's a if there's a situation where you can't really hear who gets what the name is. Because Nicole Scherzinger, like, looks at Ken Jeong and she's like, is that Robert Duvall? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ken Jeong, and let's let's be clear. I give Ken a lot of shit. Oh, he's terrible. Because he's the most annoying person. So I give him a lot of shit. And but truly, the just the sobering that's not Robert Duvall. <laughs> that that sobering moment where yeah. he is like furious. Like you see that he is furious with what is happening. Absolutely. Because they are allowing a literal like a person who literally is trying like 
not just like did, but kind of is still trying to overturn a free and fair election, mm-hmm. like trying to overturn democracy. Uh, on top of a bunch of other terrible shit he's on done. On top of a bunch of like, other terrible you know, shit he's done. Try to proposition what he thought was a child on camera in Borat. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, touch himself on camera. Uh-huh. He's also done, uh, you know, mock Asian accents in the past, which mm-hmm. could have been something that Ken was aware of. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know. He's actively, like, not a good guy. A lot of bad stuff. So, he married his cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Ken was, like, visibly, uh, like, angry. Uh-huh. I- I'd say Robin was also visibly. No, he was not. I, I think Robin was no. also visibly, not necessarily mad, but at least shocked. Oh, surprised. Whereas... whereas not in the normal surprise. Either. No, it was a su- I truly think it was a surprise. After it wasn't like watching the show and seeing when he's surprised in a positive way no. versus this. It was different. I do apologize. I refuse. I don't. I, I I watched it. Robin Thicke gets no credit from me. He gets none. I'm just being honest. Jenny McCarthy. Me too. I, uh, do you think I was lying? <laughs> Jenny McCarthy was thrilled to death. Thrilled. <laughs> so Jenny excited. McCarthy looks like she saw Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, she. Jenny loved McCarthy it. was jumping around like Santa Claus was on the fucking stage, <laughs> like literal Santa. Like and Nicole was like, "Yay! I don't know who you are. Not sure who you are. <laughs> you know, are you again? I'm still kind of thinking that might be Robert Duvall. <laughs> uh." Celebrities. Uh, Nicole uh, Nicole Scherzinger and Jenny McCarthy danced along as he sang "Bad to the Bone." Um, <laughs> uh, Nick Cannon said, which I thought was insane. Uh, it's surprising that you're here with the controversy surrounding you, <laughs> as if like as if he had like 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 just like. I mean, it's surprising you're there with the controversy surrounding you. Nick. <laughs> But. Like I couldn't like it just was like he like what's the con- like what's well Nick what is the controversy <laughs> like can we talk a little bit more about what the controversy is like it's pretty weird that you're there when you tried to install someone who didn't win the presidency as the president <laughs> like that's pretty weird um <laughs> uh so Ken Jeong walked off during the final performance where again Rudy Giuliani unironically saying bad to the bone <laughs> like to I, i'll say this that's the way they aired it we don't know if that's actually when he walked off true he could have walked off but yes yes editing you're absolutely right yes. i didn't take into account editing like we know he walked off like yeah again Ken Jeong, i think it's quite possible he walked off before mm-hmm. that part because they did keep showing like the the same clip of the him. same shot yeah. of him standing in a certain way, mm-hmm. so it's very possible he walked off and they just kept using that same shot. And again, they only showed um, they only showed Jenny and Nicole during the performance because Robin also walked off at some point to comfort to, to, Ken. Yeah, to comfort not Ken. not like again, not in like. I'm not, just I'm just saying that the editing right, right. is clear. Like right, I don't know what order what happened. <laughs> right. Yet. Right. We Jenny, do, Jenny we and Nicole were Jenny, getting down. Jenny McCarthy and, and and Nicole Scherzinger were dancing so fucking hard. Oh my god. With with Rudy Julia. This is this 
I'm just literally the last point that I have in the in the outline regarding this. This guy should be a fucking pariah. Yeah. This person should have you should he should be embarrassed to leave <laughs> to to go into public. It should be embarrassing for him. And I know that he doesn't have the ability to yeah. feel shame, but people should not be like as accepting as they are of of him going out like it is it is outrageous that a television show would be like, yeah, come on here and rehab your image, even though you tried to overturn the election. Like, this isn't like, like this isn't <laughs> it's the thing that I find crazy is that he did something that is so unbelievably bad that there's no redeeming yourself unless you say, you know what? I probably shouldn't have tried to overturn the election. That was on me. That was a my B. He still is like, no, Donald Trump should be installed as the president. And we're just like, yeah, get on over here. Get on. Come on TV and rehab that image, baby. We'll put you on for either you're going to rehab your image or we're going to get ratings from it. Either mm-hmm. way, it's great. That's and it's that's fucking what it not. Is. It's such like we live in a fucking dystopian hellscape, and it's so awful, and mm-hmm. I hate it, and I'm so annoyed by it, and I just I'm just mad, I'm mad, and I think that it's I think that it's I think that more people should be very angry that he is on television at all. Like people should have been like, no, like wh- people should not watch The Mass Singer. People should actively stop watching the mass singer the mass singer should be fucking canceled the 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 host of the mass singer the creator of the mass singer should be jettisoned into space see something like <laughs> that would require you know 50 percent of the u.s population to not agree with rudy giuliani giuliani which isn't the case i what i think is the worst is like people who are like oh you you're so mad because you just don't agree with him and it's like <laughs> this isn't a fucking thing where we agree or this isn't does ketchup taste good this is should democracy exist i mean these are the same people who think it's we don't agree that gay people should yeah. have rights or women should have rights or people of color should have rights. We should be friends even if we don't agree yeah. on everything. And it's like wh- what we're talking about, the disagreements we're talking about are human rights based. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like those things are non-fucking negotiable. Like they're not. You would think. A democracy versus authoritarianism is non-negotiable. We shouldn't be like propping this guy up because he's actively like I want to overturn the will of the voters. <laughs> Like, that's fucking stupid. Let's see what happens during the midterms. Hey! Fuck fuck the midterms. Let's see what other weird right-wing lunatics they get on the Masked Singer in coming years. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin was on... I mean, oh, there was somebody else. Guys, just buckle. They had Rob Schneider last. Uh, just last buckle year. up for fucking Mike Lindell as the <laughs> Penguin. Just buckle yes, up. Yes. It's gonna be so Caitlin great. Caitlyn Jenner was on. Sidney Powell is gonna be the panda, and we're gonna be like, this is what we're do- like. This is the situation we find ourselves mm-hmm. in. That like, like Sean Spicer can go on Dancing with the yeah. Stars and make fun jokes with Stephen Colbert on the Emmys after outright lying to the American people for an extended period of time. Yeah. See, I 
I totally understand and agree with what you're saying, but my only problem is it with it is when the American people have the ability to literally put their vote <laughs> to whether they agree with these things or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they agree with these people mm-hmm. more often than not. Yeah. So it's hard to say, oh, the television show or the entertainment industry should be doing a better job of not showing these people when the American people are literally saying, this is what I want. I this want... is what I agree with. No, you don't get it. I need Mike Lindell <laughs> on my TV. Yeah. It's just, it's our country is awful. Yeah. Awful. Anyway, <laughs> let's end on, let's end on our recurring segment. Hey, have you heard about this? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about this? Rudy Giuliani was on the fucking mass singer. I did hear about that. Um, okay. So this is a segment where we get in uh, funny or uh, funny or interesting articles that the other person uh, has not read or heard of and we read them to them um and get their live reactions so um this article is from michael tenenbaum of the philly voice um this article is from february uh the headline ad for (laughs) ad for bucks county pizza place printed with hidden image of naked guy then mailed to residents (laughs) and you know now that i'm thinking about it uh, what I am going to do is, after I read this to you, I am going to send you the yeah, ad. Yeah, I feel like I need a visual. You definitely need a visual of the ad. So let me go ahead and get that pulled up, and I can send you the ad. Um, but, and, and oh my god, yep, this is a good one. So let me first read this to you. Chiaro's Pizza and uh, Chiaro's Pizza and Restaurant, a Bucks County business for 35 years, recently paid for the ad to be designed and published in the February issue of a local magazine mailed out monthly to residents in Upper uh, Perkiomen Valley. The restaurant, a longtime advertiser in the magazine, bought a full-page ad and sent the publication photos it wanted to appear in its promotion. Chiaro's management and the staff Community Connection Monthly. Uh, the publication that printed the advertisement, failed to recognize that the design in the cappuccino foam in one image depicted a man without any clothing. (laughs) Without being tipped off about which photo contains the explicit image, it takes a discerning eye to find it. But once you see it, you can't unsee it. (laughs) It was only a matter of time before someone who got a Chiara's menu caught this and brought it to the attention of the magazine and the pizzeria. Quote, we mailed the magazine out when it hit homes in uh, on February 1st. Someone flipping through the magazine caught the image and immediately alerted Chiaros and myself, uh, Donna Olson, Community Connections president, told Philly Voice on Friday afternoon. Chiaros apologized, uh, shared an apology on Facebook on Wednesday, which has been shared far beyond the restaurant's suburban Philadelphia footprint. The incident seems to have been a mix-up and an oversight. Now, the... It said that they designed it. <laughs> That was like in the first thing you said. <laughs> the fact that it's called an oversight. Now I'm sending this to you. Yes, I need it. Send I it. need you to see it because this is. Oh. Oh no, <laughs> it's not this one. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. You seeing it? Yeah, I've seen this picture. You seen this picture? <laughs> um. Quote: We deeply apologize for letting this slip by. Never... I don't know how you don't see it. <laughs> 
I don't know how you need to have a discerning eye to see this. <laughs> oh man, it's so obvious. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Like this, it's pretty clear what what's happening right now. We deeply apologize for letting this slip by. None of our proofreaders, the Community Connection proofreaders. How? How? Oh, my God. Or the actual printer proofers caught the mistake before it was printed and circulated. Chiaro's ownership wrote, we, we are working on making sure this does not happen again. Oh. We promise we won't send you straight up naked dudes in the future hidden in cappuccino or on pizza itself. <laughs> this is a very famous image. Like, this is a very popular, like, just saying. Well, now, hang on, what? Like, you will find this everywhere. I've literally only seen this once, and it's here. What do you mean, how I'll you, find this what everywhere? What are you talking about? You've how only often seen this have I, once? How often have you been seeing this naked person? I see it a lot. On what are, like Reddit. What are you doing? Or um, when I was on Etsy, what was I looking for on Etsy? I was looking up for something on Etsy and they just kept showing me uh, like sponsored Etsy listings that were this image as like a light switch or like other things where the penis is something else. It's it's a very popular image. Um, <laughs> that's we, all I got to say. We at Chiara. Yeah. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell it on yourself. We at Chiaros pride ourselves on being a family-oriented pizzeria and restaurant. This is a devastating situation for all of us involved, as we are sure it has been for all of you. Please accept our sincerest apologies. For the most part, no one seems terribly offended by the incident, and maybe it's even working in Chiaros' favors. Uh, quote, no, no, y'all have just gone on my restaurants I need to try list when I'm up that way. One Facebook user uh, replied to the po- the apology. Hilarious. Thanks for the laugh. Another person wrote, best regards from the Netherlands. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I think this will only grow uh, grow your business, one person predicted. Great job by your marketing team. <laughs> I do love that there are people who are just like, oh, yeah, they did. Like, they 100% designed this on. Pre-. Like you said, they just said that they designed it, right? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Incidents like this are textbook definition of a, quote, happy accident. Uh, and considering all of the hardships the restaurants have faced, uh, sorry, the restaurants have faced in the COVID-19 pan- pandemic, Chiaros may have backed itself into a jackpot right before the Super Bowl. Still, at least publicly, Chiaros is taking the position that they are mortified. Uh, quote, we just wanted to make sure people understand our position. Uh, the restaurant responded to one comment. This thing has over 2,000 uh, views on someone's TikTok already, and we're so embarrassed over the whole thing. <laughs> it is, it's still possible, sorry, it still probably won't surpass the wholesome fame of YouTube music critic Anthony Fantano's pizza slicing meme. I don't know what this is, um, so I didn't need to read that last, uh, that last statement. But, uh, so yes, um, for those who cannot see... There is a just straight up thick man. Those who are internet savvy, it's Barry Wood. I don't know who Barry. Like, again, like, what are we talking about? How do you know? <laughs> because this is a big meme, mate. Like, this is a meme. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yes, so there is a nude man in a, uh, in a, in the in the design of the cappuccino. <laughs> now, I know one of our friends actively can like make shapes in cappuccino like in coffee yeah and i'm just wondering 
this if, wasn't that. I'm wondering if they can make this. <laughs> ask Alex. I'm going to ask Alex if, if he can uh, pour this out. This is definitely not legit I know. latte art. I want you to know I, I understand <laughs> that. This is me joking for sure. Take um, some skill for sure. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yes, that was uh, that was my have you heard about this story. Wow. Crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. And I do love that like the, the restaurant's just like, we are so embarrassed. And everybody else is like, this is the best. <laughs> you should put more of these out. <laughs> oh, man. So, but I, I think uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening um, this week. Uh, uh, we will be back next week with another episode. Please, uh share the podcast um leave a review leave a leave a a a five-star review and tell people about it so that it can get bigger and then maybe we can get like you know some some, i would love to get a candidate for some sort of office on this podcast so (laughs) so they are so so they will actively lose whatever race they're running for (laughs) because they're like you can't talk to these people um, but yes, yeah, so thank you all for very much. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. We will see you next week, and until then, cheers. cheers.